you know, all I know is for Father's Day, I mean, I had a great day, a Father's Day because I spent with another father. Yeah. That would be you. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I missed my kids, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? it doesn't always work out. You know what? I'm going to say something before we do the countdown. Yeah. That little prelude to the count. I don't want to seem like a jerk, but I just don't really give a shit about holidays anymore. Why is that? Because... I think it's because I'm woke. <laughs> well, what are, wokes, wokesters don't celebrate hospital, uh, holidays? I'm, I'm kidding. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I just, I see the world differently now. And uh, Because you know, of your none age? Of, none of the holidays. Well, it's. I don't think it's my, my numeric, you know, here comes another Earth year passing, January to December 31st. I think it's just... Everything that's happened in my life mm. and how I'm processing it all. And holidays just seem to be kind of, um, I, don't, I, I used to look at them like, you know, uh, just a blast. Hey, it's a holiday. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, they're like this necessary nuisance. It's like, mm. oh, oh, is it is it that? Like, I, you know what? Mm. My kids get on me. Oh, Dad, you're going to put up a tree, right? Christmas tree. Sure. It's like, well, you know what? And, and they, for years, I was stuck doing a real tree. Oh, yeah. And then this past year, I walked into the local hardware store, and I said, I'll take that yeah. one. And yeah. it came in a box, and after the season, it went in a box. Yeah. I don't have needles all over the house. You know, I don't have a dead tree in the back. <laughs> I throw yeah. it over the fence every year. My, my uh, past few Christmases, it's been a fake tree. I'd say about two feet tall. <laughs> that's about it you know it's got room for one ornament i mean that's it there's no outside lights i mean we sound like two uh grinches right like somebody I, stole know, our christmas this past christmas yeah. christmas of 2021 was the first year in my life other than when i was a resident and in some shithole apartment yeah. right no outdoor lights not for any particular reason i just you know, I, you know, it's funny. I, I've seen they beat, they beat the holidays. They life, beat, life, life has beaten the holidays out of you. That's it. You're Son of a bitch. That's it. Yeah. Right. Charlie Brown. That's yeah, it. I love that. Charlie so Brown but, and I love that special and I love Rudolph. You know, I do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but life has beaten the holiday out of me. Mm. And I'm not saying <laughs> no. I don't give a shit what the fuck people think of how I feel. I, I don't. Well, I you're going to survive. I mean, yeah, I don't, life goes on. I don't care. I, I don't care at all, you know. But I think when people have a big family, mm. still a big extended family, the holidays are important. Because without the holidays, then people kind of just start to stray. And yeah. all of a sudden, one generation turns into the next. And you're completely, you know, dissociated from your family. So pretty soon some kid's going to look at their father and go, Daddy, what's Christmas? Well, like, son, that's what we used to do about 75 years ago. Thank, <laughs> thank goodness that's over with. I mean, is that what's going to happen? I, I mean, know. next generation, two generations? I'm not happy because, like most holidays, John, there's a celebration, but there's a spiritual side to this. Oh, I mean, Christmas... Well, we're where did that all go? I mean, Christmas, the most spiritual. Well, I can't say that because Easter is extremely a spiritual, you know, very religious for, for Roman Catholics, right? 
I, to be honest with you, I, the true essence of the Easter, the meaning of Easter is amazing and wonderful, but what, what the West, or at least, all right, let me just speak for the United States, what the United States has done to Easter makes me sick. Mm. All it is is commercials for sugar peeps, you know, those meat. Those little marshmallow I, yellow. I like a sugar. Sticks. I like a sugar peep. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And uh, you know, Easter egg hunts. I mean, you know, oh, look, I, come on. I mean, let's. Well, John, let's, Easter egg hunts have Santa, been around uh, for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. But how about Santa Claus? Come on, right? Santa you, Claus. Well, you're not going to rank on Santa right now. I am. How about where did Santa Claus come from? Somebody had some some notion that some saintly person carried a sack of toys or gifts yes. around and gave them out to the kids and probably the good-looking mothers mm -hmm. and uh yeah. how did santa claus come to be in the west in the united states that it's some portly guy that of all things he's not a skinny son of a bitch that slithers down your your he, chimney like the grinch he's, he's a fat guy he's that's gonna come down your fucking chimney even if your house doesn't have one and why is he wearing red and white? I don't know. You know why. No, I don't. Coca-Cola Company. Oh. The Coca-Cola Company okay. grabbed Santa, uh, Santa Claus and branded him, and it was part of the mind fuck from Coca-Cola. Wow. I think they did that while cocaine was still in mm. the uh, the recipe. Well, that's how Santa got around the world so fast. That's how he you got know, around. The, that's how he got down and up the chimney, down too. Down and up the chimney, too, all that stuff. <laughs> but, John, all that is, is probably, there's a lot of truth to what you say. But, I mean, as kids, you know, we loved Christmas. We did. I mean, we, we lived did. for Christmas. Right, and aside... Where else would you get socks and underwear, like, 18 years in a row? Aside from the, the you know, the obvious festive nature of the food and the family and the gifts, it was also an irrevocable protection, a force field against the evil forces of public school. Of the school once that christmas break was in you didn't give a shit really what was going on you wanted it to be snowing and cold so you can go sleigh riding uh, or or skating on a local pond but you know christmas was your your license to say there ain't no fucking school would you say that christmas john became too monetized too commercial like all of a sudden it was all about gifts and how many gifts are you buying how many are you receiving and we kind of forgot about G-O-D. I mean, all of a sudden, Who? God. Oh, you know, oh, you know oh, I don't know oh, if we're allowed God. to say that. God, you know, yeah. I spelt it, so I took a chance. That's true. But all yeah. of a sudden, that went out. The, the the spiritual aspect left. And all of a sudden, it was about, you know, what who's open 24 hours, you know, Black Friday. Look who's what Black Friday 24? did to Thanksgiving. Nobody's at home at Thanksgiving. They're all standing outside uh, some store, Walmart. We're waiting for the two... Um, fifty percent off, sixty-three inch flat-screen TVs. Yeah, trampling on people. Trampling on. Look, I, I I have a friend who's deceased now. She was a nurse. She was a great person, a good friend of mine. And one one, one day she was like leaving work early, and, and she goes, oh, I gotta get gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. You know, I I, I says, what's going on? She goes, Oh, she goes, I, I gotta get my lounge chair and my my blankets. And I go, Huh? She says, oh, she goes, I camp out outside Could one, you of those imagine big, one of those big electronics stores Santa that's not around Santa. anymore. Santa. Uh, Crazy Eddie. 
something ah. like something like that. I yeah. go, what the, what the fuck? I says, that's a joke, right? She goes, oh no. She goes, every year she goes, I'm within the first five people in that store. She goes, and you got to see the line by the time they open the next day. I said, wait a minute. Wow, wow, you wow. stay outside on a fucking lounge chair, outside the front door of that place, all night until until they open their doors in the morning. Wow. She goes, absolutely. She goes, I'm not gonna miss that deal. And I was, I felt so bad for her. I'm like, is that what your life is all about? That deal. Ah! John. You must still feel good about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, even though it's not as spiritual, it's as spiritual as you want to make it. Mm -hmm. But we do have a lot of things in our life to be thankful for. It's my favorite holiday. Food, family, and football. You can't beat that combination. And in the three Fs. Well, let's go food, football, and family in third. All right. In that order. That's a good one. The three yeah. Fs. I mean, how are we, what are your feelings on Thanksgiving? So, I guess when it's Thanksgiving time, you say it's the f f Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> Triple F, yeah. I did my best eating growing up on Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. I mean, Absolutely. I didn't get to the, you know how they have the two tables, the adults. Oh, I don't yeah. know if just Italians did that. And then kids. Yeah. I couldn't make it to the, uh, the adult table, I think, till I was 24. We had to oh, wait for some ants to, you know... Uh, our uncles to unfortunately pass along <laughs> and then you're gifted their seed it's like a whole thing but uh, i love thanksgiving do you celebrate thanksgiving i mean yeah, yeah. we do okay we do i just you know, all right there's hope I, and I have there's to, still I, a flame I, going I, on i have to admit about 11 years ago when i was in a, a lovely rental house in the same town uh, i was in transition and i was thankful and grateful to find that house that I rented for a calendar year. It's kind of weird. Thinking back, I feel like I was in that house for five years, but it was only one one calendar year. But I was busy because I was still on call as a pediatric surgeon. And um, we ordered all of our food from Boston Market. I, a friend of mine gave me, you know, word, you know, by, by mouth testimony that it was fabulous. And I got to tell you what. It was good. It was fab. Interesting. Yeah, Boston. I still call it Boston chicken. Remember when it was Boston chicken? Yes, chicken galore. And then about 15 years ago, they changed it, I think, to Boston Market. I don't know. Okay, so Easter and, and Christmas are so-so. Thanksgiving's still in there. Let's go. Oh, well, Valentine's a bullshit holiday. That's a Valentine's? Holiday. Valentine's I don't even leave the house on Valentine's. That's the worst day and, of the year. And, well, I'll tell you what I'm thankful for is that my, my SO, my significant other, Yes. You know, when that first Valentine came up between us, she says, she completely, I love that term, gobsmacked. I love it. I think it's a, it's a term from the UK, and I love their, their lingo. And uh, she said, what a bullshit holiday. She goes, it's just a hallmark holiday. She goes, it has no basis in anything, and it's all about spreading your money around. And putting pressure on 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 men. I don't I don't get it. You can and women out there. I don't want to get you upset, but you know you know He's who you pointing are. Pointing at the camera. But let let me, you know we do as men. We say I love you. I can't even say those words anymore. Uh, you know we can't. You know we we treat people the best we can. Three hundred and sixty-four days out of the year. 
One day, you don't come home with a card or some piece of jewelry, forget about it. You're in the garage, the outhouse, you're somewhere, you know, it's like you're all of a That's sudden it. 364 days meant nothing. I don't get it. Four days from now when I go into the analytics on YouTube and, it, and I see gender distribution of our viewers, that line that was female is going to go, whoop. <laughs> well, listen, listen. It's going to go from... 40% to 1%. Don't misunderstand, John. I mean, the couples that appreciate each other don't need, my point being, they don't need a day like Valentine's Day. If you're, no, they don't. If your significant other is has your back 364 days a year, who cares what happens on that one day? So really then what you're saying... Uh -oh. Or maybe I'm saying what you're saying. Maybe I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to backpedal. I'm suggesting. I know what you're saying. Uh, you is know that, that I know. That real couples are free thinkers oh, because free thinkers you. aren't co-opted by the fucking media and Spot paid on. advertising. Spot yeah. All right. So being that we are both of Italian descent, we are. What about Columbus Day? And the disrespect it's receiving now. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that um, all over the well, mm, I shouldn't say all over the world. I, I was going to misspeak. I was going to say all over the world, people of Italian descent are taking this whole Christopher Columbus discovering America thing and him being, you know, evil and a murderer, a mass murderer. Yeah, we're taking that on the chin, but mm, other people don't really give a shit. Just Americans seem to. And the rest of American culture doesn't give a flying rat's fucking ass. It's really a certain segment of the American population that's of Italian descent, Italian-Americans. I just think that we're, we're the unfortunate victims of the whole issue because the I, I think we're going to find that so much of the history that we were that we were told in grammar school in middle middle school or or in high school i got a feeling a lot of the history is bullshit hmm. bullshit that would be oh i gave away my bullshit button uh, that would be an interesting episode john to do the history of yeah. history the history of history right? yeah that yeah well i think it, i think you know the Truth lies in what people think the, the history is, and the history goes to the winner of any uh, particular skirmish or battle or war. So it's it's the ruling elite that basically seem to try to rewrite the history books. I was watching a video just this morning about how the Old Testament and the New Testament has been bastardized. Now, we know that's true. That it's been tweaked and and massaged and and rearranged over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, over thousands of years, but um, you know, hmm. I mean, even even the even the uh, the Old Testament, especially with regards to particular characters in the Old Testament, like Enoch and uh, Archangel Metatron. I mean, they're they're in there, but. You know, some of the Gospels are gone. Like the Gospel of Thomas was left out of the canon, left out of the, the biblical biblical writings. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting. You know, on one 
Say what you like, viewers, but this is true. I've been in the presence of Jesus Christ several times in meditation and, uh, and at least on at least one occasion. I was with him and he was standing there with his wife. That would have been Mary Magdalene. I never heard anybody refer to her as Miriam Magdalene, but in the ancient Hebrew world, there was no name Mary. It was Miriam. So the Virgin Mary, the woman that gave birth to Jesus, her name was Miriam. It wasn't Mary. Even that was changed. History. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it was, you know, was Mary Magdalene history and the people that changed the book may have uh, seen more benefit in Mary Magdalene having been a prostitute than actually Jesus's girlfriend and his wife. I don't know the truth. All I know is when I met them, he was with her. He was with her. And it's like, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that. It just happened. Was that, Interesting. Was that meeting, John, enlightening in any way? Was it intimidating? Yes, it, uh, no, it wasn't intimidating. It was amazing. It was enlightening. I mean, that's a big deal. It was enlightening, and 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 what I learned from that meeting was, I'll say it this way: his house was on a road on a mountaintop, and as I walked along this road, there was one house after the next, but they weren't like on top of each other, and they were they were opulent, you know, estate houses. And behind the houses, they were looking over, you know, they were looking over like humanity, right? Like just with this tremendous, tremendous vista. And when I came upon his house, there were brick, uh, it was a brick wall with like wrought iron gates above the brick. And it was a gate. And when I got toward the gate, I was all by myself. And when I got to the gate, the gate opened up all by itself. And I walked down this serpiginous driveway and to my left, see space and time doesn't really exist on the other side like it does here. So on my left, there was a body of water. And the body of water, just because it was a neighborhood, couldn't have been immense. But when I got onto the property and walked down toward it, it was an ocean. So when I actually got down the driveway, there was sand on the left of the driveway, and I had to walk about 40 or 50 feet onto sand. And as I stood at the water's edge, I was looking straight out to the right and to the left, and it was an immense ocean. I got back onto the path. The driveway turned into a cobblestone path, and it led me to this tremendous house. And I went, and it was really, really hot outside, like real hot, like 110 degrees. And when I went, into kind of under this underpass that's where they greeted me and it was just all of this refreshing cool air came wow. out of the house and they took me inside and to the right was a banquet hall and they were preparing for a banquet and that's very biblical they were preparing for a banquet some kind of celebration or feast mm -hmm. and one of the things i learned was that one of the people that I actually worked with, who was constantly stabbing me in the back, right? Um, he was there what? helping prepare the banquet. And, and I thought, well, you know, I've, even in the dream, I had my consciousness about me 
and it made me think, okay, there's this side of the veil, the third dimension, and then there's the other side of the veil, and maybe we play certain roles with each other and step in and out of the stage play that is life, like Shakespeare says, right? All the world's a stage where men enter and exit. So there was my friend who at any given moment would backstab me, and there he was helping prepare the banquet in the, in the abode that belonged to Jesus and Mary. John, was, there, the any, mother, was, Mary, there, was Mary. there any conversation? Was there any give and take? Or? Uh, there wasn't a lot of conversation. It, whenever I'm on the other side, it's telepathic. Okay. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus and Mary welcomed me. They were just full of smiles and gratitude that I was able to make it. Wow. And they said, they said we would appreciate if you helped so and so out. And and they showed me to this banquet hall just like the ocean, right? The ocean that was as big as an ocean, but it was on their property. The banquet hall, you couldn't see the other end of the, the space. Mm -hmm. I, I almost said room. Room would have been a, a misnomer. It's the space. So you've heard of, let me create space for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Let's create the space for thankfulness. Let's create the space for for love and peace wow. there that's a shamanistic way of thinking but it's a spiritual way of thinking and um, there was space there enough for the universe and that was what really really stunned me the most John what do you think the message was in that in that that very vivid vision I mean yeah it was it was amazing well one has of, to be a message one of, one of the messages was I'm here, and you're part, you're, to me, from Jesus and Mary, we are here. We're preparing a feast, and it won't be long, and you are part of our forever. Mm. And even your bud, who likes to stick a knife up your ass. Even him. Wow. He's here helping prepare that banquet. That's amazing. Yeah. What a great message. Yeah. So when you wake up or come to or come back into this dimension from that, what? Did, tell me how you tell well, everybody tell you what, what, I, I what, was, how you feel. I was. I felt sadness and remorse when I woke up. You know, uh, in sad my room. Sad to be back. Sad to be back because where I was was out of this world. Mm. It was out of this world, and you just, you know. Let me say this, you know, we, we talked about astral traveling before and going from one dimension to the next. Animals are sentient beings. Animals. Insects are sentient beings. Even elementals and things like crystals and stones um, are, are actually, in their own way, sentient beings. They're just in a different dimension. The law of one would describe stones and crystals as being in, um, I want to say, the first the first dimension or the first level. I can't remember the word. I haven't really studied thoroughly the law of one. Um, why were we going there? Uh, you were talking about how you felt, you know, you, this, you were a little sad coming back to this dimension. Yeah, the dimensions, friends. If there's nothing else you've listened to, if there's nothing else you've heard me say, please understand that 
this here and now. And a lot of times, well, St. Michael's on the post here, but a lot of times when I refer to the third dimension, I'll put my hand over here. Just because this is the end post, the support leg of the table, it's solid. The solid existential third dimension. This is where all the crap happens. All the crap happens. This is where low lives, low lives, low lives that are of a lower vibratory state than the rest of us, they're phenomenally crafty, they're devious, they have evil spirit, and they are evil, and they are taking the world to hell in a handbasket. If you elevate your frequency, if you skip from this dimension through the fourth into the fifth and above, you start to ascend and you're living and you're thinking with your consciousness and your energy in a place that's a higher frequency than where the low-lying scum suckers can go. They can't go. It's kind of like trying to, you tune your radio in your car to 99.1 FM and whatever comes over that radio that's transducing those radio waves will not come out of 107.1 because it's all the way on the other end of the spectrum. It's a different frequency. The evil low-life scum suckers cannot go where we are from and they can't go where we are going back to. What's our job here? To change this third dimension to a higher frequency, to change it to a fifth dimensional habitat, if you will, a fifth dimensional construct, and they'll do anything. They will kill your ass to keep you from moving everything up to the fifth dimension. That's it. And, and, and they know their fate. They are going to stay right where they are, and we are going to move above. So speaking of dimensions, when you go to sleep at night and you have a dream, you're in another dimension. It's another reality. And if you look at your dog or your cat while it's sleeping on the floor while you're watching TV and you start to see it, you know, rhythm, rhythmically moving and <laughs> that dog is having a conscious experience, but its body is asleep. And it's for the most part paralyzed. I believe from my neuroanatomy, I think it's the reticular activating system that shuts down your body. Otherwise, every time you dreamed, you'd be up running around the house throwing punches or trying to cook food or or whatever. So you gotta, you know, you gotta cut cut the transmission, your neuromuscular system, put it to sleep so that you can leave the body. Your body in the third dimension is a much lower frequency, a much lower vibratory state than where you go in a dream which is why in a dream, communication is telepathic, my friends. It's telepathic. It's not somebody filling their lungs and squeezing like a bellows and driving the air through vocal cords so that the mouth can phonate and articulate and make different, different audible sounds so that they can be picked up by somebody else's tympanic membrane. And then through the eighth nerve, go into the brain and is understood as messages as language. That's not how it works, kiddies. That's not how it works. John, what happens when somebody, you talked about when we dream and, you know, it's going through their brain but not their body. How about when somebody sleepwalks? 
I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert in sleepwalking. I mean, <laughs> Lulu, 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 right? With but, the bell on the on the hand, the right? But I mean, that's taking dreaming to another level. How about sleep, people with sleep paralysis? What is that? Uh, somebody, somebody in my family, you know, used to like a neurologist can tell you more, but a sleep a sleep paralysis victim is somebody who wakes up and their consciousness is there but they're completely paralyzed and they can't move a muscle right. and they get really irked by it yeah well, how do you how do you snap out of that um cold water uh probably <laughs> probably yeah well they say you're not supposed to wake up a sleepwalker you know i've never know. i've never seen anybody do it wow Have you? So, no no i'm usually sleeping <laughs> <laughs> i don't know right well, I, sometimes I sleepwalk to the refrigerator in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, that God, was an easy yeah. one. That was coming. That was coming. <laughs> boom, boom, John, boom. I have to say something. Um, I didn't do a countdown, and you did not do your introduction. Hmm. Wow. We this just, is the first time. We just went right into the I mean, episode. that's how we were blazing saddles, ready to go today. Well, just in case. I think you should just, introduce yourself. Just in case I, somebody well, stumbled along this channel and they don't know who we are. Should yeah. we do it? Well... Yeah, in the beginning, we always do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. What kind of countdown was that? Well, we're in the middle of something. I don't know. You want me to do okay. the regular? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, usually right. we start chit-chatting. Right. Uh, and then I brace it, ask John, are you ready for a countdown? And that usually is, like we said, the Star Spangled Banner before the hockey game, football game, baseball game. So, John, are you ready for a countdown? Let's do it, man. Five. Four, three, it's not feeling right. Yeah. Two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the next derivation of the Jersey Alchemist. And I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. Ah, very nice. How you doing today, pal? Good. You know, I That was I a hope, great episode we just did. <laughs> I know, and I and I feel like we're starting a new one without without oh, cutting. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, did you see Barnes's hat? You know, it was up out of the out of the shot, and I yeah. thought that you know I shouldn't do that because it was. I agree hundred you know, percent. So I, yeah. I squished it down onto his head, but now he, he's a little bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah, right. He looks great. He looks great, and he's always smiling. That's what I love about Bones. No matter smiling. what kind of mood, you know, I came in here a little rattled today. I mean, you were your usual steady self. You know, I always look for <laughs> you for inspiration. <laughs> And Bones, he's always happy. He you know? is. So you guys kind of settle me down between the two of you. I can I can focus and you know try and get some words out there. Well, I, he he whispered a little nothing into my ear oh, just a couple of days ago, and I forgot. I, I yeah, I forgot to kind of you know put it out there to the viewers that he's he, he's going to come up with a Bones challenge, and if if you beat him, you get a free coffee cup. I'll mail you a. Uh, We'll mail you Jersey Alchemist a coffee cup. Jersey Alchemist nobody, coffee cup. Nobody, everybody's with, asking for them. With oh, it's got the emblem on both sides, that's, which means he jacked up the production price. Yeah. You bet your ass on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the challenge from Bones is anybody who could beat him in a staring contest wins the cup. There's got to be somebody out there that could stare him down and make him blink first. Yeah, you can come into the studio and we'll just put you we'll, guys in a corner. We'll put the camera gals. right on you close up. Yeah. And, the, and and the loser, uh, we haven't discussed what happens to the loser. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, can you alchemize this uh, episode? I mean, it was great. I'm hearing noises. That's not me. Where's, the, where's this noise coming from? Is that Bones calling a uh, human resource? It's... 
It's my cell phone oh, that's sending a vibration through the leg of the table, and it's it's reverberating. And yeah. this tabletop is acting like a uh, a deer skin, like a drum skin. Mm. <sighs> anyway, let's um, alchemize. We discussed holidays. Yeah, and um, your meeting of Jesus Christ in a dream. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, and that was only one of many times. Wow. Uh, some were some were in the dream state, and some were wide awake in meditation. Yeah, and and um, every single time I've I've faced Jesus Christ face to face, I have never gone uh, knowingly in search of. It's it's always kind of a surprise, you know. And yeah, that's what makes it kind of special. Uh, how do we alchemize this episode? Well. The only part of the episode that I think kind of bespells part of the problem of humanity is when humanity is so harried and so overworked and stressed and full of, full of worry that we lose sight of the holidays that should mean a lot to us. Um, I feel bad about that. I do. I do. And... You know, it, I guess for me, it got easy to emotionally walk away from the holidays that I I so loved as a kid. I was from a big extended family, and that, that, that family is now gonzo, you know? I think there's, you know, other than my own three kids, I don't know, the extended family that we spent together with those holidays... Two or three people, maybe, and everybody's busy doing this and that, and who doesn't live close by, and who's far away, and you know, and all of that stuff. So life gets in the way, and I would say, people, friends, family, do your best. Do your best to to maintain the stiff upper lip, maintain a positive outlook about your life, because it's not all gloom and doom. You're here with a purpose, people. That's the reminder, and that's how I'm going to alchemize this particular episode. You are here with a purpose. The Creator offered you a spot on the bus, so to speak, or they offered you a, a crewman's place on the battleship that is life, and you're here. And the great warfare, the light against the dark, you know who the dark are. You know what they're up to. We explained to you that they're, all, they're of a lower vibratory state. Right. Sickness is from a low vibratory state. And uh, if, uh, if you want to interface with the low vibratory entities of this third dimension, then suffer the consequences. But rise above. Maintain a positive outlook. Hold love and peace and kindness in your heart. And you know I love those lines from that famous song, What's It All About, Alfie? When you walk, let your heart lead the way, and you'll find love any day. And uh, that's not a joke, it's the truth. We're here to beat down the dark. And remember the words of St. Francis of Assisi, right? All the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. Amen. Wow, John, well said as usual. We'd like to welcome our friends in India. 
Thank you. Thank you. For I watching. Don't, don't know if you're north or south or somewhere in between. God bless India. Yeah. Jersey Alchemist worldwide. Thank you for watching us. Uh, please press follow, like, and subscribe. That's all we're asking. Oh, and share. Everybody's sharing videos. Share, share the video. Send share. it to a friend. Share the video. You're Don't be absolutely shy. right. Don't be shy. Till next time, people. Peace.